everybody. Welcome to episode 157 of the Masterclass Podcast. My name is Cam Brennan, and of course, I am joined by Dave Hogue. What is, uh, what's up, my dude? Well, we're doing social distancing to the extreme by podcasting, what are we, like five, six hundred miles apart? It's a nine-hour drive, so whatever that equals in miles. <laughs> in miles. <laughs> yes. We are... Uh, we yeah we've been we've been social distancing since before it was cool Dave <laughs> yes anyways uh, that is one of the benefits of technology is that we can podcast pretty much wherever whenever we want so we're doing it yeah so I saw on the I don't know social media the web somewhere uh, tele I don't even know what that's called when you have a meeting with multiple people and you're all on your little webcams mm-hmm. video chat, what is that? yeah video chatting teleconferencing whatever teleconferencing well, that's, but what that's was, over that's, the phone that's yeah, the that old is. school for just the phone but yeah it's just video video chat but anyway this this gal's in the middle of her meeting she literally goes to the bathroom while she's in the middle of the have you seen that no and i think but, what's so funny is she sets the phone down to where it's like pointing directly at her on the toilet oh yikes that's a rookie move and you totally like she has like that moment of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and like just ends the call, doesn't like say anything. And then there's like eight, there's like eight people that are all you know part of this deal, and they're all oh on the screen, and like they like they start. <laughs> and what well, people are listening can't tell. They're like covering their mouths with their hands, and uh. Uh, and then the girl who's talking while this is all going on, she's like, "What? What's so funny? What? Why is everybody laughing?" Oh my god! So yeah, that's awesome. No, yeah, you know, you you you, you can't you can't uh, take the phone with you into the bathroom with the camera no, and then, on and then, yeah, or the audio it, on. Yeah, and then to set it down to where it actually is, it was just like. Oh. oh, that's so funny. I'm going to vent here for a second because mm-hmm. I was editing episode 155 where we, well, we had a bit of a Formula One discussion uh-huh. about how excited we were for the season. Oh, yes. And who we liked and why we liked them and who we didn't like. And, you know, it was an unusual discussion for the podcast, not for us to have, but for the <laughs> po- to have on the podcast. And uh, I get a text from, um, a coworker today. In fact, I, I I'm gonna read it real quick because I don't want to misquote him. Uh, I want his shame to be uh, <laughs> accurate. He said, <clears throat> "I don't know if F1 is classier than NASCAR, but you just went down a couple of points." Winky face. I said, "F1 is a million times classier and better than NASCAR." And he goes, "Sure it is. I totally believe you." And I said, "The fact that you would even compare them is offensive." And he goes, "It just sounds like French rednecks." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so we lost a few points with my coworker um because we like f1 but you know what he's wrong and i just wanted to uh shame him publicly yeah for his uh lack of uh appreciation for fine motorsport <laughs> shall we uh continue on james sure So we're in James 2 now. We're going to read verses 1 through 13. And I forgot to put my glasses on, so hopefully I can, the phone's far enough away I can read it. Oh, boy. 
All right, here we go. James 2. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there, or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among your, amongst your, among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich ones who oppose you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme? Bla- oh, I'm going to be able to say that word, blasphemy. (laughs) That's not going to come off my tongue. The honorable name by which you were called. If you really fulfilled the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law of the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all, all of it. For, who, for he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. Speak, so speak, and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. All right, so partiality, right? Treating, treating people differently based on certain... Uh, factors, I guess, is a pretty general uh, definition. Yes. In this case, it's treating the rich guy nicely and giving him the, the attention, right? And then ignoring ignoring the poor guy. I think it's, I dare say common sense. I might regret that. Uh, to not treat people this way, like to treat people as people, right? Uh, but having said that, how often do we see this go down? Where rich people or important people or famous people or, you know, whatever are shown more generous treatment than especially poor folks. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it has like, it's, you see it all the time. Yes. Especially the, the poor treatment of poor folks, how often they're just ignored people just don't even see him, which has got to be so mm-hmm. dehumanized, like just the dehumanizing that person. And I live in a, I live in a town where there are a lot of people that don't make much money mm-hmm. that live below or right at the poverty, poverty line. It's a very blue collar town. Um, and there's just a lot of people that don't have a lot. And to see how some people treat them, is like it's it's really something that I've started to I guess it's like really started to piss me off mm-hmm. is, is the way to say it yeah I don't know like that's where I'm at in, in the whole processing of of like this sort of stuff in my context is people are people and yes if we believe what the Bible says then that means that they are made in the image of God and that God knew them before they were born and formed them in their mother's womb and knows all the hairs on your head and all of that, right? Like 
each person is uniquely created by God. That doesn't go away if they're poor or uneducated or homeless or sickly or old or like none of those uh, things take that away. But so often society treats those people as if they have no value. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what, how, why, just that's where I'm at in the process of, of me trying to understand what's, what's going on in my town. Right. And, uh, it's just frustrating because it's like one of those things that like, you want to like smack people, get your head out of your butt. Like you're not better than them, but it's like, you know, that whole trick of changing people doesn't really work. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I didn't really have a point there. I guess other than just kind of sharing where I'm at personally with this idea of partiality, especially when it comes to like rich and poor or educated and not educated or, you know, uh, native English speaker or non. Mm-hmm. We have a, we have a huge Hispanic contingent in our, in our town. And there's a lot of people that English is their second language and they are far from fluent and that makes their life very hard here. This is a timely passage for me, I think, in, in, in understanding how I want to interact with people and mm-hmm. how I want to treat them. Yes. Not perfect at it for sure, but like this is definitely something that is on my, like the forefront of my mind constantly when I'm in town. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I, like even like when I see people, what is the first thought that comes to my mind? And I'm like, oh, did I, did I judge them or assume things about them or based on what they looked like, what kind of car they got out of, you know, what they were wearing, how they were talking, that sort of stuff. And really trying to understand like that's a person, not only that God made, but like there's, okay, so I, I came across this word, man, this is all coming together in a really weird way, Dave. My head is like, there's so many things that I've been thinking about lately are all like, it's like, oh, that's connected to this. And, the, and like, and I'd never, it hadn't hit me that the different things that I've been thinking about lately are all really connected. And so I know that doesn't make sense to anyone because you're not in my brain. So sorry. Um, but there's this word that I came across. Uh, S-O-N-D-E-R. I don't know if it's pronounced sunder or sonder because I've never heard it before. But the definition is the profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers past in the street, has a life as complex as one's own, which they are constantly living despite of one's personal lack of awareness of it. (laughs) As a concept, I've thought about that before, right? But like, for whatever reason, when I came across that word, it was just like every single person you walk by, drive by, you know, C has an equally complex or more complex life than you do. Right. And I'm always so focused on me or mm-hmm. what's right in front of me or what circumstance I'm in or, you know, the, the, the people that are directly related to me. Right. And it's like, man, at the grocery store and there's like, I'm just walking by people and I'm like, you know, they could have gone through something traumatic. They could be really funny. Uh, they could, you know, be battling 
a disease. Like just that person could have a crappy boss. The possibilities are endless. And then you realize like every single person has that, right? Has their own life, has their own thoughts, has their own Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's just like the fact that people don't kill each other more often. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For whatever reason, yeah, all of this is just, to use a dumb phrase, blowing my mind, right? Like, oh, it's just, I am, and maybe this is, you know, super elementary and I'm just now catching on, but like people, man, like, holy cow, there's a lot there. And so I guess all of this has kind of led me to just think like, what can I do? What can I say? What can I do when I meet people or just come across people or walk by them on the street or see them in the store to try and be kind to just even acknowledging, looking and nodding or saying hello, right? Just mm-hmm. acknowledging that they exist. Like what, what, what can I do to, to be one less idiot they have to, you know, deal with in their life, right? Because you never know what's going on if it's a stranger, right? I've talked like, I think for like eight minutes straight now, so I'm going to stop, but I had no idea we were going to, I knew what we were talking about tonight, but none of this was rattling around in my head until we started talking about it. Sorry that I just like word vomited all over you. No, I I had, it's kind of amazing that one word can have such a (laughs) ridiculous definition. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I had no idea that that was a word or that was, so yeah, I will, I will definitely. And I still don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> how did you come across it? Yeah, it must have been like a tweet or an Instagram uh, post, and yeah, I saw it and was just like, "Uh, what? <laughs> this? Uh, yeah, I've never heard this word before, but." That definition is, uh, that's a lot. It's a big word. It is. So, yes, partiality, Dave. <laughs> I think we all do this, certainly. Um, this, to me, is like, this This really, I feel like Christians are particularly bad about this. Like, I think we can really get caught up in celebrity and people being famous and people having money. And I even think about just the people that, like church people and people that I've worked with in the church of just how enamored they can become with having a, a friend who is um, famous or rich. And, you know, kind of what you were talking about in terms of the, um, the um, everybody has a, a complex life and they have their own life that they've lived. So I've, I've uh, been on TikTok I don't know if you've ever been on it. It's a stupid little short yeah. videos. But I, the thing that hit me about that is just how badly it seems like some people want to, be, like some people are just incredibly creative and funny. And I'm just like, oh, that's, there's a lot of talented people in the world. And then there, you know, I just feel like I come across a lot of just like, uh, it. what to me seems like people just seeking attention. And Mm-hmm. A lot of times these are attractive people. These are people that clearly have, you know, live in nice houses or have means. And, um, and so that's, you know, I think that's kind of the, in uh, connection with what you were just saying is that, you know, it doesn't really matter what people have or don't have. It's that, you know, 
the need to be needed, the need to be known uh, that people have. And just I'm fascinated by how social media has kind of become um, an outlet for some people on that. And I'm not even really sure that it, it, it meets a need uh, for them there. So, yeah, it, it um, I, I guess this is kind of something that I'm like, it's funny that this is, you know, how frequently the Bible still applies to, to, to today. You know, just anecdotally, I remember doing a car wash for a junior high trip. Uh, and I mean, we're talking 20 plus years ago, uh, washing uh, cars on a corner to, as a fundraiser. And we were washing this teacher's Oldsmobile Omega, I think is what it was. And, uh, or is it a Buick Omega? Anyway, uh, GM four-door car and it was a teacher and we're washing her car and this guy pulls up in a shiny red sports car convertible and all the kids literally drop what they're doing with this teacher's car and go wash this guy's car. Cause it's so cool. And of course, you know, the teacher, I think gives us like a $40 donation again, being a teacher 20 years ago, I'm guessing that was a, you know, I'm sure she could afford it, but that's, you know, was nothing compared to what the guy who had the, the expensive uh, convertible sports car. And I think he gave us the minimum, whatever it was, two bucks, five bucks or something like that. And mm-hmm. just how quickly uh, we were kind of drawn to, or the kids were drawn to uh, the material and expressions of wealth and outward signs of success versus uh, that teacher who probably had a tremendous impact on many, many lives and was incredibly generous uh, with her money. Into I, you know, I just sports figures is the other one that just comes to my mind and the way people just absolutely lose their minds over sports figures, especially when you have a team that just like won the Super Bowl and people just worship. Well, and even going off of that. The helicopter crash that Kobe yeah. Bryant was in, that nine other people or eight other people, like, right? And yeah. nationally, it was all about Kobe and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a few other things, like there was a baseball coach from one of the smaller colleges in Southern California that was on there. Uh, he, you know, he had a blip on ESPN, right? But, like, mm-hmm. Kobe dying was national news for weeks. Tributes all over the place, like, and it's super sad, right? Yep. A guy died. Yep. But, like, every other human on that plane was just as valuable, was just as worthwhile. I mean, I was rocked when I found out Kobe died because, like, I, I watched his entire career. Mm-hmm. When the Pistons were really good, so were the Lakers. We beat them in the finals. Like, <laughs> I hated him because he was so good. But, like, just getting back to the value thing is, like, did the other people, the families of the other people on that helicopter crash, did, I don't know if one of my family members was on that crash. I think I kind of get pissed that no one else cared. Right. Right? Yeah. And and I, maybe I'm I'm being pedantic. I don't know. But it's just, again, it's the value thing, right? Yep. To what you were saying, to what I was saying earlier, like people have value inherently. Like we have to believe that as Christians. And it's actually one of the things that I find interesting when I, when you, when you come across people that 
are to use like a, a you know a non-biblical phrase humanitarian right they they really care about the human life and you know that aren't christians mhm why <laughs> why 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 do we have value why is getting clean water to people in other parts of the world important why is human rights important why should we get children out of sex trafficking why should like why should like all of these things that i think are honorable and awesome and should be done right but it's because i believe that people have value because god made them in his image if you don't believe that then why do people matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would be super interested to hear from people they're probably not listening to this podcast which is fine (laughs) people who are in humanitarian work that aren't christians or religious period. They have they're atheists, right? They have no mm-hmm. faith. This was all just one cosmic thing. Why does it matter? I want to know. It's a very interesting question to me. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. <laughs> Which the way I read that, he's always I always like picture him giving you like the little like uh, mocking golf clap. Uh huh. You're doing well. <laughs> Which is funny because it's like you love your neighbors yourself. No one really does that. Yeah, all the, all the time, right? And he's like, right. yeah, yeah, good job. But if you show partiality, you're committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Like, well, everyone shows partiality, so guess what? But whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Which that is a really important verse. Yep. That's like. A giant part of Romans, right? <laughs> <laughs> but again, James, very brief, one sentence. Yeah. Well, and you know, I so I know this is true of me, and I think this is, I would like, why well, I, I suspect it's true across Christianity is, I'm guessing most of us when we go before God and we're confessing our sins, partiality is probably not high on our list, if even anywhere on the radar. And yet there's very much this connection here of, um, you know, he's talking about partiality and the sin. I think it's even, I know it's after the fact that the title is put in there, but yeah, the sin of partiality. So it's, you know, saying partiality is a sin. I don't think I've ever confessed for that. And I'm guessing most of us don't. And then, you know, to your point, that's, you know, if you fall short in just one area, something like partiality, then you fall short everywhere. Yep. To me, this is, this is another one of those just aspects of how we, we hold certain sins higher as being a graver sin than others, um, which I also think it's interesting that he kind of puts, um, when he talks about adultery and then murder, you know, sometimes it's kind of the whole... I feel like those should always be flipped <laughs> in terms of their, uh, you know, the whole, if you do not commit adultery but do murder, then you become a transgressor of the law. You know, it's kind of like. Well, because murder is worse, right? Right, exactly. And that's what we would say. But is it? Well, and that's the thing is, is most people be like, well, I'm not a murderer, you know. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I don't kill people. Not a, anyway, so yeah, so this to me just reiterates uh, discussions that we've had before, and um, 
Uh, you know, you talk about becoming aware of people. One of the things I, I think I'll walk away with our discussion uh, from our discussion with tonight is how do I show partiality? How do I do this and, and try to be aware of it? And then uh, I guess ultimately confess it. Um, and then hopefully uh, to your point of, of not doing it and being aware of others and uh, treating people equally. And, you know, I, d- I do, I just think this is a, there are large segments of our population that probably fall under these kind of categories in terms of showing partiality. And it's not always, it's not always about being rich or poor, uh, but it certainly can be divisive along uh, racial lines. It can be mm-hmm. uh, political. Um, it can be, you know, just so much of what we see being divisive today. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think can fall under being we're showing partiality and we have no ability to, or I shouldn't say no ability. It just, it so feels like we're okay with being partial, you know, God's partial. God has his favorites. God has, you know, the winning team and I'm on the winning team. And if you're not on the winning team, then you're no good. So get on the winning team so you can go to heaven. I know there are people like that. No, oh and yeah. It's like, what Bible are you reading? But anyways, uh, there's two There's two parts here at the end that I wanted to touch on real quick before we uh, say farewell. Uh, verse 12 says, So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. And like, duh. Yeah, just do it. Just speak and act like followers of Jesus. And yet, we were saying earlier, like, I don't do that. And it's really frustrating Mm -hmm. to look at yourself and what you said and what you've done and what you've thought in the past and be like, man, that doesn't jive at all with what I say I believe, what I confess to believe. But, and this part's cool, at the very end it says, mercy triumphs over judgment. And that is true in our interactions with people, but it's also true in God's interactions with us. His mercy is going to trump the judgment that we deserve because of what Jesus did on the cross. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is like a, a vertical and a horizontal thing, right? Could Absolutely. we judge people? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Not a good idea. It doesn't accomplish anything. It, it, it does, it's not what God calls us to. So if we can show mercy instead of judgment to people, we are in that way acting as God did to us. Like we are, we are paying it forward to use, you know, a phrase mm-hmm. and it's showing mercy to people. It's just like a basic way to show them the love of God. Doesn't mean that they're going to convert, you know, it doesn't mean that they're going to be nice mm-hmm. back to you. Right? You could show someone mercy and they could be a straight up jerk. doesn't matter mercy and grace there's a reason why they're talked about in the bible all the time as characteristics of god himself but also in the things that he's done for us and i don't know it's just this is really uh Mm -hmm. yeah this is good this is making me think a lot i did not expect this passage to to get me like this because i read it and i was like (laughs) oh yeah just you know partiality bad don't do it I didn't expect to think about people so much tonight. 
And I think that's a good thing that we did because it is good to get out of your own head. It's good to see the world around you yes. and realize that people matter. Dave, thanks for your yeah. thoughts and for your... No, I don't think I've ever thanked you <laughs> on the show. We've done this many, many, many times, and I appreciate your perspective uh, and your wisdom and for letting me rant sometimes. <laughs> and thank you to you, person listening right now. I think it's super cool, and I know Dave does too, that uh, you chose to take the time to listen to this episode, whether it's your first or your 157th. Any time that someone can uh, devote to listening to what we have to say, like that's just really cool and uh, humbling. So thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. And uh, show notes will be, you can go to masterclass. Nope. Supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 157 to get the show notes there and check out other things on the website. Uh, or if you're listening um, on your phone or tablet, the show notes are going to be in your podcast app right there for you. And I guess we'll see you in the next one. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye.